Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, hello, hello. As uh, the war crimes escalate in Gaza with a military assault led by Israel, which may imminently be a ground assault backed unstintingly by the US and UK governments, um, what's become critically important is to elevate the voices who are completely often, not ignored, but often sidelined by so much of the media. And one of the most compelling voices that I've myself been reading throughout this whole crisis is Omar Bada, who is a Palestinian-American analyst who is based in Washington, D.C. Um, Omar, great to, great to see you. How are you doing? Doing all right, Owen. Good to be with you. Um, firstly, um, you know, throughout Russia's invasion of Ukraine, there's been a huge amount of, I would say, moral grandstanding by the West. I'm not saying that in the, in the sense that those war crimes being committed aren't, aren't real, but there was always a critique in terms of the role of the West and its own hypocrisies on human rights. But I'm just wondering, from your perspective of a Palestinian-American, um, having heard for so many months this often very angry talk about the role of Vladimir Putin in Russia, and then watching a... A, according to the international law, what are crime, war crimes, the United Nations, a humanitarian disaster caused by things like forcible displacement, which is itself a war crime. I mean, what what what's your take on that? Just being based in Washington DC itself. Yeah, it's it's um you get a front row seat for the hypocrisy um, by living in Washington when you look at at the situation. As you mentioned, the contrast could not be sharper. We have, in the case of Vladimir Putin, um, there was a period in which he cut off water and electricity from certain parts of Ukraine. And the denunciations from, from the Biden administration about how brutal and monstrous this was, um, in contrast to now endorsing Israel cutting off food, water, and electricity to all of Gaza, where half the population uh, is, is children, is, is an example of just... It's, Honestly, it's kind of difficult to believe that they're able to um, have an about face and that extreme without anybody ever challenging them on it, which is really the fundamental problem here. Um, and the extent of the war crimes that were committed, I mean, I'm not trying to minimize the deaths of Ukrainian children by any stretch of the imagination, but throughout the entire first year of Russia's war on Ukraine, they've killed 487 children. And now in the span of just a single week at the beginning of this crisis, Israel killed more than 700 Palestinian children in that same in in in, a, in less than a week. So we're looking at a killing rate of more than a hundred times that at which Russia was killing children in Ukraine. And yet, the U.S. position in Ukraine is that we must arm the Ukrainians in order to defend themselves from foreign in invasion and occupation. And the American position on Israel and Palestine is that we have to arm the occupiers in order to facilitate their invasion and occupation on war crimes. It is utterly grotesque that this is the line out of Washington, 
But in a way, it's unsurprising because it's been longstanding U.S. policy that Israel is a country that is above the rules and above the law, and they get to do whatever they want with unconditional U.S. support, not just militarily, but also diplomatically through U.N. vetoes and, and quite a variety of ways in every way possible saying that Israel can never be held accountable for its actions. Um, I mean, October 7th, obviously, we would all agree it was a terrible atrocity um, in which huge numbers of innocent civilians were killed. What is obviously very striking about a lot of the coverage is it's almost as though it's been treated that as though what is called the Israel-Palestine conflict, which I think is problematic uh, phrasing, given how asymmetrical um, that conflict obviously is between occupier and occupied military superpower and um, occupied territories. Um, but it's almost as though it's being treated by the media and by much of the political establishment on both sides of the Atlantic as though that was day one. I mean, as you know, as as someone who who's 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 partly this defines your, your life and of course your family and your background. What's your response to that in terms of how it's been portrayed as as the clock began on that horrendous day? That is that is. It's, again, a central feature of the way things are covered in American media. The complete and utter disregard for Palestinian life and the clock starts ticking the second there's an Israeli victim of Palestinian violence is, is when things begin. But it's worth noting that throughout this year, before the terrible Hamas attack on Israelis in October, there have been more than 250 Palestinians who had been killed either by Israeli military forces or by Israeli settlers, primarily in the West Bank. And the West Bank is occupied Palestinian territory where Israel does not belong and should not be in. And yet there are no stories about Palestinian families, no stories about Palestinian parents and their loss of children. And yet you have this sudden discovery of, of humanity and concern for civilian life when Israelis are victimized and we see that playing on a loop. And frankly, even if you exclude what was happening in the West Bank in terms of Israel's ongoing occupation and more crimes there, Gaza itself, before this attack, was an open-air prison in which 2 million people live. They're not allowed to have an airport because Israel bombed their airport and won't let them rebuild it. They can't have a seaport. They can't have access to the outside world. Uh, there is no economy to speak of. Half the population is unemployed. People can't get equipment to treat cancer, and they have to watch loved ones die because Israel does not allow that equipment in. It is a life of less than a life of captives simply for being Palestinian and living in Gaza. That is the only crime that they had committed is being Palestinian. And so it's unsurprising in a way, the idea that you could put millions of people under a siege and occupation and a system of apartheid and expect that this is a sustainable status quo in which there is never going to be any price to pay is frankly a failure of common sense, first and foremost, more than it is a failure of intelligence that they did not anticipate this particular attack coming. So you do have this sustained Israeli assault on Palestinians that goes on day after day, month after month, year after year, that we simply ignore. And then suddenly everybody starts talking about Israel's right to self-defense in this context of a, of a Hamas attack, but never the, a, a word about the right of occupied people to defend themselves from decades of Israeli war crimes and violence and occupation. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online 
and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, after the, the attack of October 7th, the way that um, those who opposed a military onslaught were browbeat was, well, we ha- they have to do something. We have to do something. And that was a cry we heard, obviously, after 9-11. And it was used against those who opposed the war in Afghanistan, Iraq, and Libya. And there was a study recently with Brown University, which suggested that the total combined death toll of the post-9-11 wars was, was is up to 4.7 million, when you take into account not just violent deaths, but things like the collapse of public health systems and so on, excess deaths. Um, but we, we people were vilified at the time, utterly vilified as agents of Saddam Hussein, the Taliban, and so on. Um, but it is still, you'd, you'd think that argument would, would, have, would have died in the consequences of what happened, but it hasn't. So what was your, your response be to that, that we ha- they have to do something, they have to eliminate Hamas after, after what happened, um, and this is, this is that how they're going to do it? How would you respond to that? Yeah, look, something has to be done. That is, I think, absolutely correct. I mean, when you witness a crime like the one that we saw committed against Israeli largely civilians, but military targets as well. There needs to be a response. But the question obviously is, what is the correct response? And the obvious answer is that it should be a response that makes things better, not worse, which is not a question that anybody is posing right now of what is the correct policy to move things in a better direction. The obvious thing whenever there's an attack of this sort is that you need accountability for the perpetrators. Now, every perpetrator of that attack, virtually every perpetrator, is dead because Israel killed them. They were on the Israeli side um, of of that wall, and in a sense, that the people directly responsible for that crime have paid the price for it. You can argue about what kind of police action or judicial action needs to be taken um, to try to go after people who may have been involved in the planning more broadly. But what is obviously not the answer is engaging in even greater acts of terrorism against civilians as a response to terrorism. That's utter insanity. And more critically, it is precisely what led us to the situation that we are in today. We are here because Israel is under this foolish and misguided impression that you can just pummel Palestinians a little bit harder and squeeze them a little bit tighter and imprison them and suffocate them to where they won't pose a threat anymore. When in reality, no people anywhere on the planet can live without freedom and not react. And so if we're serious about making things better moving forward, the most obvious thing is to start dealing with the underlying driving injustice that creates this violent situation that is costly to the lives of Palestinians and Israelis. And that fundamental injustice is Israeli occupation and apartheid. And until Israel starts seeing Palestinians as equal human beings who are deserving of the same dignity and freedom and and human rights, that Israelis enjoy, 
if we don't get to that point, we're going to be stuck in the cycle for a very, very long time. And if Israeli politics is not prepared to deal with that reality, it is time for Israel to have better friends on the outside in Europe and in the US to pressure them to deal with the underlying injustice that drives this violence and to apply international law equally, to apply standards of human rights equally, and to understand that there is no permanent way to peace that does not involve and include Palestinian freedom. Omar, very powerfully put there. And I think everyone can see um, exactly why Omar has been someone so many people have been looking to for, for guidance and insight during this horrible, horrible um, episode, which tragically um, is far from ending. So Omar, I just want to say thank you so, so much. And uh, thank you for, for giving you giving us those, those incredible thoughts. Thank you very much, Owen. Appreciate your voice on this too. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.